Girl, don't wait till you have everything. Do good with the little that you have. Let your life be a blessing. <laughs> let your life be a blessing. And I'm saying this to you. Let your life be a blessing. Do not wait. Do not wait. Please do not wait. Whatever God has given to you, your voice, your, your skills, your, the little money you have, the little resource you have, whatever you have, your good charming smile, all of those things, they are resources that you can use to bless lives. Welcome to the She Speaks Spectacular series, a series targeted at raising a network of young women helped by God in their desire for self-discovery, uniqueness, relevance, and purpose. Here, we discuss womanhood from Jesus' perspective, everything relating to our jobs, family, faith, lifestyle, and everything in between. So, if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode with Omoye. Hi, beautiful people. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the She Speaks Spectacular podcast series. It's been a while. I know I've been away for God knows too long. And it's not an intentional one, never. I mean, every time that I get to stay away without a proper announcement in quotes, it's, it's usually not an inten- intentional move. It just happens sometimes due to certain circumstances that are beyond my control. And for this one that I've been away for um, a while now, it's actually due to circumstances that were beyond my control. If I could control it, I would have, been, I would have dished at least two episodes Uh, within the while that I was away. But I am super grateful to God that I am back. I really don't want to think about the things that hindered me from recording, but I am happy that I'm back. And I'm grateful to God for everything that he's given to me. He's given me life. He's given me good health. He's given me everything that I need for a decent and a good life. And pretty much that's all I ask for. So I'm I'm also excited that he's given me you. And uh, I'm glad that you are here to still listen to me again. And I apologize for being away. It wasn't intentional. Do you forgive me? Thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, I think this is the last week in the month of March. March was, a, March was an interesting month. And I think that at the beginning of March, that was when we had our last episode. That was, I think, episode 43 or 44, if I remember correctly. And we talked about dealing with disappointments. We talked about this thing called disappointment. And I, I received a lot of feedback from that episode or a couple of feedback from that episode. And the feedback was just the fact that it was very relatable. It was relatable to see that, oh, oh, people get to experience disappointments on different levels. The other day in the office, I was discussing with my colleagues who happened to decide to listen to this episode, to that uh, episode of the podcast right there in the office. And it was an interesting one getting to listen to my podcast again, but this time before people. And, you know, we got to talk about a lot of these disappointments that we get to face. And it is real, guys. It is as real as it can be. Disappointments exist all around us. But like we already registered in that conversation, these disappointments, they happen, but we can avoid a lot of them. And there's a position or there's a posture we need to have in the middle of all of this. It's a posture of trust. It's a posture of just total and complete dependence on God. The month of March was... hmm, was a kind of month for me. It started off on a very unpleasant note. And it was so funny because I had just talked about this thing called disappointment. And then just a few days after that episode dropped, I got the most shocking news of my entire life in a very long time. 
I lost a very good friend of mine. It was the most painful thing. <laughs> it was. It was the most painful, the most crazy experience. It was on the 1st of March. I got this news that my friend was gone. He's been battling. He was battling a kind of sickness and he did for a couple of weeks. And uh, we were hopeful. <laughs> we prayed. <laughs> we prayed. Yes, I prayed. And I remember that while I was recording that podcast, part of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, this thing called disappointment is, is when you're praying to God for a situation and it feels like God is not responding the way you want him to. And we prayed, we trusted God. I trusted God so much and I don't trust him any less, by the way, just so you know, I don't trust him any less, regardless of what has happened. I don't trust God any less. And I see that the Holy Spirit has even comforted me through all of this. And my faith is even strengthened and stronger than it was before I lost my friend. Funny, yes, but that's the truth. And I'm not saying this because I just want to make you feel good about it. It really broke me for those people who were around me. And I want to use this opportunity. I mean, I know some of my friends get to listen to my, to my podcast or to this podcast. And I really want to appreciate those friends who were there for me that period because it was not a good period for me for the family of of my friend for my other friends who lost him too it was a very difficult i mean just talking about it too i i i mean i remember a whole lot it was difficult it was difficult i i, I literally i cried my heart out and and there and then i remember the, the the verse of the scripture that that says that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother you know, sometimes we say, oh, you lost family. You, when you lost a family member, you did not cry as much as you are crying now that you lost this person. And I'll tell you that the truth is there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And my friend Shola was that person. He was an amazing soul, very beautiful soul. And I'm certain that to my comfort and my joy and the reason why I, why I can smile is because I know that my friend is in heaven. I was tempted to record an episode that I wanted to dedicate to him, but it was in the height of my emotions. It was in the height of my emotions. And for some reason, I think God didn't want me to do that because I had, I, I was about to record it. And so I guess something happened. I couldn't record that day, but I was really broken. And I think what I really just wanted to tell people was, you know, God has called us to live a good life. And by good life, I don't mean, and I'm sorry, I may digress a bit. Maybe this episode will be broken into two. I do not know, but I know that God has called us to live a good life. God has called us to live a very beautiful life. And to live a good life doesn't mean that you have everything at your disposal. My friend didn't have everything at his disposal, but I am certain he lived a good life. Because, you know, it's really not... I know there's a case of when people die, you get to hear all the good things about them. But his was just too phenomenal. It was, it was a case of one man blessing many hundreds of lives and everybody pretty much has ex almost exactly the same testimony to share about this person so it was for me what was encouraging was i mean you don't have all of the all of life you don't have i know we pray for length of days and from his death i also come to realize that long life and length of days is not by really the number of days we or years we we count you know we we there's a way we count and there's a there's this our arithmetic calculations and 
and the, and the Holy Spirit and God Almighty has a different calculation when he talks about length of days. Because why would we say, I mean, Jesus, God could have made Jesus live for say 70 years. I made him die at 70 years. After all, his blood will still be sufficient to take away the sins of the world. I made Jesus die at 80 years. After all, even if he died at 80 years, his blood will still be sufficient to take away the sins of the world. But Jesus lived for only 33 years. And those were successful years of our Lord Jesus Christ. He lived a very successful years for those 33 years of his life. And I want to believe for God Almighty, that was length of days. That was that was long life. That was long life for Jesus. It wasn't, Jesus didn't have to live till a hundred for him to say, oh yes, I portrayed what long life is. Jesus portrayed what long life is. Long life is living a full life and living out purpose in those years. And I look at my friend and I, the only lesson I would say I picked up from his life is that just, just give your life to God and live it for him. You may not have everything. My friend was not a billionaire, but I can count so many people that his life has blessed with the little resources that he had. He was a blessing to people. And so maybe I'm eulogizing my friend at the moment, Shola, but I feel like there's a lot to learn from his life and I wish to do this. And to just let you know that you may think that you, you need to have so many things. I know a lot of people who think that they have to have so much to do so much. No, you don't have to. And much is not in the quantity of the things that you do. Much is really in the heart that does it. So if you do something solely to look at that story of, the, of that Jesus talked about, the, of, in fact, several cases, there was the woman who came with her widow's mite. That was really pretty much all she had out of. She brought, she brought little out of the little she, she had. And she brought it to God and said, God, this is everything. Take it. And then there was the guy who had so much, but he brought out so tiny out of what he had and came and was boasting before God. And God said, look at this dude. Look at this guy. He's not, he's just making a lot of noise. This woman who came and brought the most of the little that she has, that is the woman I recognize. And I see her heart. I see her heart and I see how she wishes that she could do more, but she can't because this is all that she has. And I value that. I value that. And I see that that's what the Holy Spirit is teaching me out of all of this. And then girl, don't wait till you have everything. Do good with the little that you have. Let your life be a blessing. <laughs> Let your life be a blessing. And I'm saying this to you. Let your life be a blessing. Do not wait. Do not wait. Please do not wait. Whatever God has given to you, your voice, your, your skills, your, the little money you have, the little resource you have, whatever you have, your good charming smile, all of those things, they are resources that you can use to bless lives around you. You don't need to have the, you don't need to be like Dangote. You don't need to have all this kind of money to be a blessing. No, please. No, your smile can go a long way to help a soul. Your thank you can go a long way to help a life. Your God bless you can go a long way to help someone. Your all those kind gestures can do a lot. And you know, just giving little out of all that you have is sufficient. And at the end of the day, this is what really matters. This is what would really be used to measure how good a life we have lived, not in all the things that we probably consider. So I'm grateful to God that my friend has gone to be with the Lord and I miss him so much. I miss him. I miss his messages. So many times I go on WhatsApp and I'm like, guy, come online because he's always online. (laughs) I'm like, guy, come online. Send me those funny messages. I miss, I miss his comments on my posts. I miss, I miss him calling me at word moments. <laughs> I miss him saying the things that he does. I miss everything about him. I miss him cheering me on. He's my number. Like he can be. He's one of my 
I don't know how many people are going to give the number one position in, in terms of cheerleading, but he's one of my, my, my number one supporters and fans. Like he would support me from wherever this guy was not close to me, but from wherever he was so interested in my progress. And really that's what I'm saying. How int- like, ah, <laughs> guys, it's so much to give to this world. There's so much to give. It could just be you cheering people on. It could just be you being that support that, that, that they need. You don't need to give anything. You don't even need to give money. And the, over the weekend, we were learning in church about this thing called love, what, what love truly means. And, and then I realized that it's really not in getting my body to be burnt because I can, I can throw my body into the fire for your sake and really not love you because love is not in that. Love is not just in the demonstration. Love is understanding that this is a need that you have and being able to meet that need as it should be met. Not meeting it because or meeting it in the way you think it should be met. It's meeting it how God wants you to meet the need. So my friend may not have been able to send me money when I was broke, but he would always encourage me. He would always cheer me on, girl, you're doing good. Ride on, keep up, don't give up. Don't give up. You can still do this. You can still do that. And you know, when he was giving me all of this encouragement, he had his own issues he was dealing with. He had his own challenges. He had his own setbacks. I would also be encouraging him. But even in the midst of everything that he was going through, he never lost that his heart to encourage, to support, to cheer people on. And so I, I, I respect his memory. I love him so much and I will forever miss him. It's been one month without him. Sometimes it feels like I have not come to terms with the fact that he's gone just yet. Maybe because he's not, I'm not within his space. I had to travel back to, to see his family and I could feel him all around because now it was, I was, the reality was dawning on me because I was within the environment. But when I'm away, sometimes it doesn't dawn on me that I've lost my friend. But so much to learn from his life and I thought to share. I thought I was not going to do this, but I, I think I, I, I had to. Um, I may have to break this episode into two if I get to talk too much, if there's, because I feel like there's a whole lot to say about the struggle is real. <laughs> and I like the title of this episode, the struggle is indeed real. And I know that you may say, hey, I think she wants to talk about the stuff that are going on around us in Nigeria. Nigeria is a, is a one kind of a country at the moment, but I may not, I may disappoint you. After all, we just talked about this thing called disappointment. <laughs> you know, we just talked about this thing called disappointment. So I may disappoint you, but I'm glad that I was able to talk about my friend and we we're able to learn from his life. And I'm, I'm, I hope that maybe we picked up one thing or two because I did. And I'm grateful for the life that you live, Shola. And I'm grateful to God that you are resting. And I'm glad that I can tell you, talk about you to the world because you deserve it. Rest on, my friend. Rest on. Okay, guys. Uh, back to today's episode. The struggle is real. Okay, let's dig in. <laughs> so for today's episode, hmm, for this episode, huh? A lot of things inspired it. And as at a time when I wanted to talk about this particular conversation or this particular topic, it was some different thing that inspired it. But then I've looked at my country, Nigeria, my blessed country in the last couple of weeks. In fact, the whole of March. Oops. It's been a one kind of a month. And I have looked at this country and I have looked at the things that are going on around me. And I realized more that this topic is very, very, 
very important for the times that we are in. And so I would just maybe just talk a bit about it in this episode and then we'll have probably a part two to it. So the struggle is real. You look around you and the struggle is indeed real because, I mean, for you to get food on your table, for you to have a clothes to wear, for you to live in a decent house and to have a decent life, you have to hustle. Like we say, the hustle, you, the hustle is real. You got, you've got to hustle. Oh, in this month, we had to struggle for fuel. Oh my days. I remember one of the nasty experiences I had that day I was sick. Like I was sick. I was down with malaria. But there was no light and there was no fuel in my gen. Okay, so I had to, I needed to get fuel and there was scarcity. I went to the filling stations that were around me, to the fuel stations that were around me and there was no fuel. So what do I do? I couldn't, and I'm this girl, I can't sleep in the darkness. I can't even deal. So <laughs> I can't deal. I was not meant for that life. I wasn't, I wasn't created for that life, no. So... That day I decided I was going to look for fuel, even though I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling really terrible. I was on drugs. I was taking medications. And so I, I, I needed to rest, but I couldn't rest. So I took my, um, my jerry can and I went in search of fuel. I just remembered now that I was going to say, sorry guys for cutting in here. I remember I was going to say thank you to all of my friends who were there for me when I was grieving my friend i'm still grieving but it's better now but i'm grateful to all of the friends that were there to the ones who kept checking on me the ones who prayed for me the ones who called me texted me the ones who even bought ice cream for me (laughs) i love you guys so much thank you all thank you thank you thank you you guys are the real mvps god bless you guys so much so back to my conversation i really had to do that so that day i had to go look for fuel Hmm. i got to the filling station and if you see the queue, hmm, if you see the queue, the queue was, it was crazy. I mean, I'm not talking about the queue for vehicles. I'm talking about the queue for, for, for gallons and, and all of that and jerry cans. And, and I was like, I'm not going to stay on this queue to get fuel. And I told myself, it's either you do this queue or you go and sleep on your bed and sleep in the heat and just live your life like that. And knowing that that light may not return. It's like, okay, I stay on this queue then. So I put my... <laughs> I put my gallon there and I waited. Long story short, <laughs> I was there for three hours. And if I was sitting for three hours, I wouldn't have, you know, minded. I was, it would have been that way. I was chilling and resting, yeah? But I was struggling. I was struggling. Thank God I had my nose mask on. It was like the battle was real. We fought. We fought our way. God bless one young man who really helped me. We fought till we got filled that day. So indeed, that was a struggle and that struggle was real. And I know that probably that was just one experience that some people had maybe several times in this period had to struggle for fuel. There was no electricity. Ha! I can't even believe that I'm saying this about my dear country, Nigeria, but I'm hopeful. Okay. I had to just chip in that. I am very hopeful about this country, regardless of everything that is happening. I'm hopeful. I'm going to do my bit. When it comes to voting, I'm going to vote when I need to vote. Just trusting God that I vote for the right person. I'm just going to do my bits, shine my lights the way I can in my, in my, in my environment and just do my bits. And we all just need to do our bits. So I know that it has been really, really crazy this past couple of weeks. 
with everything that's going on in the country there's the diesel hike there's been the war in ukraine and apparently that has also affected the inflow of diesel into the country so there's just been a whole lot nigeria is going through a whole lot and with all of this that is happening insecurities have not reduced there's there's still the case of insecurities kidnappings here killings there this here that here the hustle for money has not reduced we need to get money to feed so it's just all of this we're doing so much this season and then you know there's the tendency to just grind that's the word we are grinding you know we need to just hustle and grind and sweat and work and sweat and sweat to make the money (laughs) sweat to make the money god have mercy on us you know but pretty much that's what the that's what our society calls for right now and that's what it feels like but then i know in my spirit that this is not the life that god has called us to live yes yes sounds like what's this one saying now what 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 do you want to say now i, I thought you were going in the right direction yes we will also will work but what are you trying to say yes i'm trying to say that this is not what i believe the holy spirit wants us to do i mean this is not what i want i think god wants the kind of life god wants us to live yes he wants us to work we will work but he doesn't want us to labor and sweat and labor and labor. I was listening to someone, I was listening to the founder of Leap Africa, Indidu Unneli, if I pronounced her name correctly. And she was talking about how she started off working and then uh, establishing Leap Africa and all of the achievements that she's had. And there was something interesting that she said that I still, I held on to and I still hold on to. She said, God had promised her a sweatless labor. And every time along the way, she kept depending on God to say, God, you promised me a sweatless labor and the sweatless labor I will have. I remember my mom will always tell me, and I'm going to link this to what she said. My mom will always say, girl, you see these times that we're living. I know you guys think that this is the worst we've ever been at in Nigeria at the moment. But listen to me, in 1993, (laughs) that was the year I was born. In 1993, it was worse. People were running back to their villages because they didn't want to die in Lagos. It was worse. There was no food. It was bad. But my dear, we lived through that year and we stepped into goodness. Well, it looks like it's gone bad again, but it's not as worse as it was then. We will get through this. My mom always tell me that. And I remember that um, Mrs. Indidi said the same thing. She said in 1993, she had to return to Nigeria in a time where people were leaving because that was a very precarious season and a horrible season in quote for Nigeria at the time. It was terrible. And anybody who could leave left. The same way people are leaving Nigeria at the moment. Everybody, almost everybody I know is planning a way out. And I mean, we live in the times where they tell you, you better have sense, plan your exit because this country doesn't look like it's heading in a direction that makes sense. It looks like the country's nose diving and probably will crash soon, but it will never crash. And I'm saying this because I believe so. And so she said at that time, she, she sensed in her spirit that God was telling her to return. And so she left I don't know what country she was at the time, but one of the Western countries, and returned to Nigeria when people were leaving. 
And people were like, girl, are you okay? Because she was young. Are you okay? Are you normal? Are you thinking straight? What is wrong with you? But she said, well, this is, I think, where God wants me to be at the moment. And she returned. And guess what? Things began to work for her. She met her husband. She got a good job. She began to make progress. Today, look at what she's achieved. You need to go read about her. She's achieved a lot. And that is, and she said it clearly. She said, one thing God has given me is sweatless labor. I'm not going to grind. That's not the life God has called me to, to grind. People may be grinding all around me, but I'm not called to grind. So I will not grind. I will thrive. I will not survive. I know that we say, ah, we are surviving. Oh. Even me, sometimes I, I'm, I, I'm tempted to use those words. We are surviving. Oh. But you know, God has not called us to survive. He's called us to thrive. Okay. He's called us to thrive. And he's telling us, regardless of everything that is going on around you, it looks like, yes, the struggle is real, but I have called you to a state of hope. Be hopeful in me. You don't have to grind in me. You don't have to struggle. I know there's so much struggle around, but in me, you don't have to do this. I feel like I have a lot to say. I don't feel like I actually have a lot to say. I have so many stories to share and I have a lot of things to say. And I think that that will come in the episode part two of this conversation because I know that we have already stretched for long, but I just want to let you know that as we wrap up this episode, that God has not called you to a life of struggle. No, he is not. Oh, no, he is not. He has not called you to, to struggle, to grind. And one person we're going to be learning from his life in the next episode is the man called Jacob. So God has not called us to grind. God has not called us to struggle. God has not called us to, to lobbying. Because I realize that in situations like this, I've met a lot of people. And I see that what we resolve to doing is to try to lobby, to make the money. We try to scheme to make the money. We try to fight our way to certain positions. We try to sabotage situations just to make it fall in our favor. We do a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing. And we tell ourselves, man, if we don't do these things like this, you will not get there. Don't be deceived. So you have to do things this way. You have to lobby. You have to scheme sometimes. Oh no. You have to fight sometimes. Uh-huh. And you have to, you know, sabotage certain situations. You have to know someone. Yes, good. Know someone. You have to, you have, you don't have to do certain things. No, that's not, that's not the kind of life that I know God has called us to. The word of God says, Paul the apostle says, I pray, I, I, I can't remember the church he was speaking to. He says, beloved, I wish above all things. Is it, and as he was wishing that is obviously the desire of God for those people and for us by extension, that we prosper and that we be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So what does God want for us? He wants us to prosper financially. He wants us to prosper mentally. He wants us to prosper psychologically. He wants us to prosper in our health. He wants us to prosper spiritually. So God has called us to a prosperous life. And he knows that he placed us in a messed up world. So he knows that the world is messed up and the world may never even get better. Or will never get better. But yet he says you can prosper in it. It's not by, and it's not saying you can prosper by, by lobbying and all of that. No, no, his God has called us to a better life. And in the next episode, we'll be exploring more about this life that God has called us to. So on this note, let's just wrap today's episode up. I think we learned a lot today, didn't we? 
I think next week we'll, we'll talk more about the struggle that is indeed real. And the kind of struggle, I think next week, uh, the next episode rather, what we'll be talking about is the kind of struggle that God wants us to have. There are two kinds of struggle and I'm going to be exploring these two, these two types of struggle. There's a struggle that God wants us to have and there's a struggle he doesn't want us to have. And by now I'm sure you know the kind of struggle that I know God doesn't want us to have, but you may not be, um, you may not be aware of the struggle that God wants us to have, but that struggle is the sweetest struggle ever actually. So we'll be exploring those two struggles and mind you, okay, let me just stop there. We'll explore these two struggles in the next episode. And I'm certain that the Holy Spirit has a whole lot to say to us. So till then, I commit you to the arms of the Almighty. I love you guys so much. And I want to thank you so much for for just always being there. For always being there to listen. I, I receive your feedback and your feedbacks have been so amazing. So thank you so much for always listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends and your loved ones. I think that they need to listen to this episode. If for anything, to just learn how God has called us to live selfless lives. How God has called us to live our lives to the fullest. How God has called us to thrive and not to survive. If there's anything to take home from this, I think these are the words. And how that the Holy Spirit is saying over you that he wishes that you prosper and that you be in health even as you're so prosperous. He wants all of you to prosper and he's not calling you to labor for it. No, he's not calling you to struggle for it. No, it is something that has been made available to you. It's a gift and God will make it so for you. And so I pray that even as you go through the week, the arms of the Lord rests upon you. His arms are underneath you, carrying you and sustaining you, preserving you, delivering you from every evil that may come your way and bringing you into every goodness that he has for you. Regardless of what is going on around you, the Lord brings you into his rest. He brings you into his peace. He brings you to an easy life. Regardless of everything that is going on around you, all we need to do, again, remember, there's the word called trust. We've been talking a lot about it this year. Trust God. And to trust him is to lean on him. To trust him is to listen to him. To trust him is to fellowship with him. And let's do all of this and watch him beautify our lives. I love you guys.